Thank you for joining us today on Salon Sluice. My name is Leslie and my co-host is Melissa. I want to remind all of you who listen to us on a regular basis, or maybe this is your first time, to please follow, subscribe, like, share, whatever the case may be for the platform you are on. Now, we do post these episodes on YouTube with video for those of you who'd rather watch. We enjoy making these shows, but unless you interact with us, we're not sure if you do. So please jump on your social media and let us know. You can find us under Salon Sluice on almost any platform. Now, we hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you. Hello, Leslie. How are you? Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? Good, good, good. good I know today. You stood me up this morning. Oh my gosh. I have been a hot mess. I, I have to tell you about it. So, you know, I'm in interior design and I'm always doing things in people's homes and big painting jobs, carpet installs. Those are all so nerve wracking. You do your best, you know, you, you deal with the installer, you make sure you have the right amount of carpet. They tell you how much you get it, you get it here on the day it needs to be here. So the install can happen. All this works out. And the installer calls me. He's like, yeah, I don't think we have enough carpet. I'm like, what? How can we not have enough carpet? Like you told me the numbers. I didn't just, I didn't just figure it out, you know? So anyways, it all worked out. He was able to, um, but this is the thing when they bring this carpet, most people don't realize this when they bring your carpet, it's all in a roll. And so they have to lay it out in your garage. Well, your garage is only so big. So this roll of carpet is 12 feet wide by 26 long. Well, most people's garages aren't that long. So he ended up having to take it back. Wait a minute. Have you seen my garage? Yeah. He could not do it in your garage. No, literally. Yeah. Some people I've seen even do it in their driveways because they don't have enough room in the garage. But here in Oregon, we don't have good weather all year round. So anyways, he had to take it back to the warehouse, lay it out in like Jenga pieces, figure out if he could make it work and we would have enough. It was so nerve wracking and, you know, it would have been fine. It's not the end of the world, but, um, I don't know about you, but with all this pandemic stuff going on, it's just like the littlest things that throw normal, you know, day to day. It's easy anymore. Like if you needed to buy more carpet, it's not just like a phone call away. No. Coordinating when that person might actually be there. And so I understand that whole thing. So, but I did mention at the last one where I was by myself on a very short episode, but how proud I am of you and how busy you are and how you're making it happen. So you know, you. you didn't come to the Zoom call this morning. I totally get it. And I wasn't, I was like, she's just busy and <laughs> she forgot or, you know, just things happen. And so I do have to say this pandemic has made me not get so upset when I don't get my way. And, yeah. but I also know that you're super busy and you actually are working and I only work two days a week. So uh, I do. Well, I'm very proud of you. I will tell you, I did not realize it was already 1030. That was the problem. So I got there like at 930 and solving problems, solving problems, solving problems. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was already supposed to be home by now, you know, in yeah. my office. So I do apologize. And um, yeah, we've been just like ships passing in the night, haven't we? That's all right. You know, the weird thing yeah. is um, my sister called and she wanted her nails done and she never does. She is a nail biter. And so she threw them out. She wanted them done. I'm like, great. But then I had that moment of panic, like, oh my God, is it her birthday? Like, is she doing this for a special occasion? And I know her birthday's in September, right? But with the whole pandemic and everything, yeah, like, what month is this? Did it already pass? Like, I was like, at a moment of like, I know we just had Christmas. Like, have you done that where you're not even sure yeah. you are in the year and did it already pass? Did I already give her a gift or did I forget it? And then now I owe her one. Like, 
Yeah. And I had a moment of like, I don't even know like what school year we're in. Like <laughs> the whole thing is like, um, it's been really, I, the time has just like, I don't even know. Well, I, I don't know about you. My girlfriends and I have been talking about this because we're all really, it's hitting us. But when we started out, you know, everybody said, oh, two weeks. And my husband was like, oh, it's going to be four weeks easily. And I thought, I can't stay home and be sequestered and all this for four weeks. Like, that's impossible. And, you know, now I don't even know, are we past nine months at this point? Like we are, we were, we went into lockdown on March 14th. So we're approaching a year at this point. And I cannot, could not have imagined doing it this long. And here in the Northwest, it gets rainy. And I think when we started getting kind of yucky and gross and dark and everything, then we had Christmas and we had Thanksgiving, you know, to kind of look forward to. And now it is just the long haul to friggin' summer for us. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but it's hitting me way harder than it did before the holidays. And I don't know if it's because, you know, my kids have went back to college and everything's kind of getting back to normal. I'm not, I'm not sure, but Holy cow. It's just yeah. been a lot. I, I saw this video. I want to share with you from TikTok. Um, this woman who calls it the pandemic wall. Okay. And oh my gosh, she's so funny. And she's just like, Oh honey, it's the wall and I'm back on it. And she goes, and then they want me to make dinner. <laughs> and it cracks me up. Cause literally my husband was laughing at that part. Cause he's like, yeah, if I didn't have to eat it again, I wouldn't. Yeah. Are you so sick of that? Well, it's funny. Like I saw a TikTok yesterday and this girl says, if your wife asks you at 630, what you want for dinner, what she really means is what do you want takeout? <laughs> it's so right? true. We haven't planned it and we, we really don't want to do it, but if we're forced to, we would, but it's just kind of funny. Like, uh, I try not to get on TikTok cause it just sucks you in. And I, I follow some really fun people and there's a guy actually that I, I'm hoping that by the time this comes out, he would have responded because I wanted to put his TikTok on with this mm -hmm. um, just because he's the one that gave me the idea for my topic today, which oh, it wasn't cool. from the salon, but I was sitting in the salon when I watched it. <laughs> so okay. Okay. That's how I, how it all it counts. Out, it counts. I totally think I it think counts. So. Well, know. you'll have to, you'll have to put this. Um, I can't even remember who, what her name is, um, but I just sent it to you. Oh, it's actually okay. Instagram. I lied. But um, Luvi, L-U-V-V-I-E is her name. And oh my gosh, she's so funny. She says exactly what we're all thinking. Like, we're over this. We're done. <laughs> Stick a fork in us. Okay, I love your background. Oh, thanks. What is that? This is the Muffin Man. This is who I want to talk about today. Is that like, I am the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Is that the, is that like a childhood story? Um, where does that song go? Uh, let me see if I can pull that up. Um, yeah, who lived on Drury Lane. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, so that okay. is the song. You got it, but okay. those are the only words to the whole song. Did you know that? Well, those are the only words I know. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the only words in the entire song anyway. Wow. So let me tell you a little bit about the Muffin Man, all right? Oh my gosh, please do. I'm going to go to my notes here. Okay. So the Muffin Man, the original Muffin Man, who was a serial killer, actually, his name was Frederick Whoa. Thomas Linwood. And so this is where the song was what? made from. He lived on Drury Lane. 
Yeah. No. Okay, but when you Google it, like it's all over the place. Wikipedia, it's crazy. Like the things that they okay. mention because Wikipedia, which we know isn't exactly the best place for resources. Right. Because supposedly this guy lived in 1563, but according to Wikipedia at 15, he was washing cars. Well, we know cars weren't around in the 1500s, but no. it's 1600, 16th century is when this guy supposedly lived from, okay. he was a serial killer in England from 1563 to 1612. There isn't any actual records. There's just the, the story of it. And regardless, okay. it is scary. And it's also like some of those nursery rhyme songs, they seem yes. like a little bit of truth to them. Yes. Um, Ring Around the Rosie. A little scary. Plague. So yeah. maybe there was a guy who did something like this, but none of the, there's no like factual details that are like super strong that I could say were for sure. Okay. So we just call this a legend at, at right now, but okay. Um, and it was just really funny because it said, oh, he began washing cars in 1563. And I'm like, mm, pretty sure cars had come into what early 1900s? Like, I don't know when they actually. Well, yeah. Out. I mean, it was the Industrial Revolution. Like, yeah. Really, when they, I mean, I, I would have to research that. I am not a history buff. Yeah. But that seems a bit early. Right. Okay. So the muffin man, I guess way back in those times, a muffin is not what we think of it here in America as like a blueberry muffin and oh. a muffin back then would have been like an English muffin oh. because, okay. right, because this is more like, cause he lived in England. Right. I think that's right. Okay. That he lived here. So I was wondering, did he kill people that had four muffins or did he only kill, kill women that have muffin tops? I mean, what, what's the deal? <laughs> oh my God. I'm in big trouble then. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, you kind of go through all these different websites and everybody has a little bit of different story to it. According to Wikipedia, though, his dad's name was Jed Jediah, Jedediah, Jedediah, and he was a baker who, as a child, like, um, had significant trauma put on to Frederick on the hands of his father. And so, so Fred, Frederick's the killer. Frederick is the killer. So okay. maybe because of the trauma he suffered as a child from the hands of his father who was a baker maybe that's why he became who he is i mean who knows um yeah. but according to folklore he um would lure children in to his bakery i have also heard it's his house and which could have been both like he could have lived upstairs been. he yeah. could have lived behind yeah yeah so he supposedly would tie a string around this muffin and then like the kids would think it was like a game where he would pull it into their house i think if you have muffins and you're a baker kids might just come into your house you don't have to yeah. pull a string but from many pages i've heard i read that he would use this string to bring them in and once he came in, once they came in, they, he hit them over the head with a wooden spoon. Now, I don't know what your wooden spoons look like, <laughs> but mine's not very big. And supposedly he would knock them out with this. Now, I don't know. Is his spoon bigger? I have no idea. Did he use this spoon to grind up the wheat, which then made the muffins? Um, Is it like a cutting board? I, I don't know. But 
like I was thinking about the wooden spoon thing. Remember, like when you were a kid, and my my mom would yeah. say, "I'm gonna get that wooden spoon." Yeah, and I, and I as a mother would threaten to get that wooden spoon. I don't know if I actually ever did, but I threatened it. So I'm like, well, maybe this also came from that. Anyway, yeah, it could have been because a wooden spoon would not kill you. Uh, maybe one of those um, rolling pins. I mean, if they yeah. were really big, certainly not my rolling pin, but I've seen marble rolling pins yeah. where I could, you know, imagine that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So this is why the story is, I was really excited to tell it. And then I was like, eh, it's not as like, but it is still like a, it's part of history. Right. Yeah. And so he then um, would supposedly, you know, knock these kids out and then he would torture them and then kill them. And supposedly he had killed like a total of 15 people. Some of, the, of them were rival bakers um, because back then you would wake up in the morning and you're, you would have ordered your bakery items the day before or whenever, and then they would be at your porch that morning. So of course, he was, these were the wealthier people that could order bakery items. I feel like the 1500s is a little early for this to have been occurring. This sounds like, like more like 1800s. To me, I would have thought the same thing, especially like the whole, I mean, a lot of this stuff seems to be much later. Yeah. Back then they did mention this is um, in early, early on when they were making bakery items, these poor bakers made hardly any money because they were doing it all hours of the day and they would only sleep while the bread was rising in order to, in order to get some rest because you only can do so much in your oven because you didn't have a mixer and you didn't have this, but you would, you know, put your dough out and then you'd have to take a nap. And then, so they were tired and he needed more money. And apparently he supposedly killed seven rival bakers, a total of 15 people. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. And that's pretty much like the story. Another thing that the guy on TikTok is like, and look into his death. And I was like, okay, well, let me just see what I could find. And apparently like he choked on a dumpling. <laughs> and then um, the neighbor tried to save him by using leeches. But by that time he had been dead too long. So it didn't work. But how, how was the leech going to help? I don't know. I'd bring blood to the surface. Like, uh, Did he put the leech in his mouth to hopefully suck the dumpling out? I don't know. So <laughs> I would be curious from this guy on TikTok, like what website did he go to find out what death did he see? That was okay, dead? what's this guy's name? Um, okay, let me pull him up. TikTok, 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 dude. Why yeah, I'm gonna I not say that? Hopefully he'll respond and he'll let me put this in and I'll just show the actual TikTok. Um, this guy's name is Jack Glitched. Here, I'm going to let you listen to it. Y'all want to do the Muffin Man? Let's do the Muffin Man. So as you might have already learned, the Muffin Man was indeed a serial killer. He killed 15 children and seven rival pastry chefs. His name was Frederick Thomas Linwood, and the children's song was made to warn small children. And to help small children identify his MO so that they can report him to the authorities. Guys, there's a whole Tom Cruise movie about this guy. I I thought y'all knew. But uh look into his death. I do love that little muffin man that you see I see behind you though. It's absolutely adorable. And did you put that little muffin there? What's that? Did you put that muffin there in your background? 
no, he came together. I just Googled it and found this image. He's so cute. He doesn't look like a killer. Okay. So I think the muffin man has been coming to see me too much during the pandemic. I have to tell you a story before I get to my main story. Okay. Okay. So early on, I was doing a lot of baking. We were making a lot of bread. Like we were living life and you know, the pounds crept on, right? So I've been trying to slowly, like just increase my workouts, you know that, but I am not a, um, eat to live person. Do you know those people that just eat to live? Like they will just have enough to satiate themselves and then they move on. I am kind of a live to eat kind of person and like workout so that I can have the goodie. Right. So, um, there's a brand name online everywhere, weight program. Right. And I'm like, you know, I need to do something. Cause I, I tried it. I've done my fitness pal before and I just get so tired of counting calories. So, and it's not like I'm like, have a huge problem. It's just, I know the creep, right? If you don't deal with the creep, I got to just get dip back down to where I was. Right. Um, so I'm not unhappy, like totally unhappy, not losing tons of pounds. Like, um, you know, I, I just don't want to promote that. I just want to say that like the creep happens and you just got to be conscious and, you know, make better choices. Right. So I signed up for one of these online groups. I've never signed up, spent money to be on any weight program. So that's the first thing. So I go on and what I understand from him, it's like, oh my gosh, I can pay $18 for three months to be on this app. I'm totally going to do this. So I totally do it. And then I have this group of Marco Polo friends and I'm like, girls, let's do this together. And it's only $18 for three months. Like, let's do it. Well, then I get an email like later the next day that says, okay, and we'll start charging your, your, um, you, what was it? $49 a month after your eight day trial. And I'm like, wait, what, what? I thought I was paying eight. So I go through this whole bot thing. Oh, a total scam. So my girlfriend had signed up in the meantime and she's like, Melissa, I think they're really going to charge us more. So we start going through this whole thing. Oh yeah, sure enough. They were like trying to charge us. And then I'm like, this is what you sent me. This is what I understand. No, that's just $18 for the first uh, free trial. I'm like, well, then that's not really a free trial if it's $18. And, and they were like, we know this is hard time. So um, for the free trial, contribute what you can. It was like zero, $1, $5. And then it said, you know, it costs our employees $18 and 37 cents to do this. And I was like, oh, I'll pay the 18. Cause that was the highest amount. I'm like, oh, I'll pay the $18. But I thought that was for three months. Yeah. I totally got boondoggled. I am going to do it because I kind of like, it's kind of funny and or no, not funny. They kind of do it in a humorous way. The thing, but I did get them to offer me the 20% off that the promotion that they have. So I did eventually get it down, but this is the weird part. It says it goes down to $25 a month, but then they just sent me an email saying, okay, we'll be charging your credit card $32 and 63 cents a month. I'm like, wait, how is that 25? Cause if it's $120 for six months, that was the promotional deal. How is that $32? I've, that doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, you know what? I have an app that I love and you know, I use it, the type, the type one that yeah. I use with all the different fun type, you know, the texts and stuff. 
Yeah. Well, it, it says like, I need to get the pro version in order to do other fonts, which I got. And then when I'm like, but it shows that I don't have it. So then I go to click on it to redo it. And um, it says, oh yes, okay. <laughs> Since you're already paid through August, we'll just tack this on for next year. Okay, meanwhile, I don't have access to the four ones, even though you say I have I have it through August. I've emailed them like it's like crickets. I don't get anywhere with it. I'm like really I don't this, even this had like a live chat bot. So I was actually or I don't even think it was a bot. I think it was a real person, but I was actually able to chat with her. Actually, I was sending it emails and she was emailing me last night back. Yeah. And I think it was a real person. I could tell. So, oh my gosh, that's so frustrating. So you just keep getting paid extra, but are you doing it under a different email? Are you sure you're signing into the right account? On my phone. Like it's only like, oh it's my gosh. It. So I'm going to just have to figure it out. I, or, I mean, I've even deleted it and then redid it. And it's saying, oh, no, you still have it. Like <laughs> you're good till August. Really? Cause I don't have access to like the pro version, which I paid for. So I don't know. Uh. I'm not a technical person. So, whatever. well, maybe you need to get their attention by um, telling your bank to dispute the charges. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. Well, but, but it's an annual thing. Oh. But one thing um, I did, I, this, I got attention once when I, uh, I went on Twitter and I asked my question. Yeah, frustration on that way, and I got a very quick response. So maybe I just need to go yeah. out in the open with it versus trying to do it with it quietly. I yes, I agree. You well, know, I'm going to tell you when my sister came in to get her nails done. Yes, she was laughing because her friend was listening to our podcast, and it was the story I was telling when she was almost kidnapped. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A long time ago. I'm yeah. not even sure. And then I'm like, oh God, what else did I talk about? <laughs> but um, she was saying, oh, it's so funny how Leslie remembers it totally different. Yes. And isn't that true? Like siblings will remember what they remember. And and part of it, I was so young. I thought that's just what I heard. And I had been repeating that story forever and ever. But yes. apparently the guy, when he, I said that she was like halfway out the window. Yeah. He was actually, she says, tickling her tummy. He was inside the window reaching in and like tickling her tummy, which to me is like, he's probably trying to get his hands <laughs> on her to roll her out. Yeah. But, um, I thought that was funny that, uh, it, we totally have different memories of certain things that happened in our lives and maybe yeah. my, my time is off, but my, di my sister did mention how, um, she is still freaked out. It freaks her out to even think about our haunted house and how she would wake up upstairs when she would sleep okay. I don't remember that you telling us that she would yeah. wake up upstairs. So she, okay. So for the, for this, the yeah. listeners who haven't heard that story, tell the window story again, that your okay. sister almost so, got abducted from her room is what you remember. Yeah. I, well, I remember the story. I think I was really, okay. we had a bedroom and in my mind, I remember it being like long and on the end of my sister's room on her side of the room, like we had our two twin beds. And then next to her bed was a window. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, our, I can't remember if it was really our back door. You could go down the driveway and then you would take a left by the house and you'd go onto a deck that would go to our back door. Okay. But that deck was my sister's bedroom window. Okay. And um, 
I, and I don't remember, I don't personally remember any of this other than I was told that she could have been kidnapped. And what I would remember being told is that he was rolling her out of the bed and she right. was yelling. She, when I talked to her on Wednesday, she said that, um, she woke up and he was like tickling her stomach. And I was like, well, what did he look like? Like what, what did, and she's just like a dirty man. Like she didn't, she doesn't really remember. Other How than, old was she? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, 12, 12 or 13. I think that's what okay. she, but she screamed and he ran off and. I don't think he was just planning to fix and to tickle her. No, I think he was trying to roll her over. <laughs> like, who reaches in a bedroom just to tickle someone? Tickle son? someone when they're asleep. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we have hippie parents. Like, could it have been like my dad's friends or like, you know, right. or a friend? I don't know. Like, uh, uncle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't, do you recognize him? Like, I was trying to do like a Elizabeth Smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do recognize him now. Yeah. You might not right. have been, but does it ring a bell? And, um, just, she said no, like, but she, you know, we supposedly lived in a haunted house that was that the same house, that's the same house. Okay. So wait a second. I got some questions about the other yeah. thing. Did from that point on your parents lock her window? I have no idea. All right. It's actually your window too. So he could have taken you, yeah. you were six, right? Um, yeah, must've been. Yeah. Okay. And, and you I, don't remember it happening at all, night, but mine was, it would have been at my head versus her side. Okay. Do like, you, do you remember it all? It at all? Like, did you wake up? Did you? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. I don't remember any, I remember, I remember the room and I remember, um, I just remember certain, I remember the house for sure. Okay. I remember being really, really scared of the shower head, um, in the bathroom. My mom would have to wrap a towel around it because it felt like somebody was watching me. Oh, and my sister says that hallway was definitely like the creepy thing in the house. Oh. And, um, down that same hallway was the stairs that went up to the attic. And that's where my sister would wake up at when she would sleepwalk up in the attic, up in the attic. And she, she hated the attic. Like she, it was like an upstairs where they had like a bedroom and stuff up there. So it wasn't like an attic, like that we see yeah. where you just store stuff. There was definitely a storage room up there, but my parents had a bed up there at one time. Yeah. Um, so did she, did it. she sleepwalk? Did she have a, yeah. so she, okay. she would sleepwalk up there and wake up up there. And what's interesting, I think as an adult now, I think ah. she has sleep paralysis. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I've never and, known anyone who has sleep paralysis. Does she think she has sleep paralysis or you think she has oh, no, she, she does. She's told oh. stories. Yeah. Okay. And Ooh, I uh, want to hear from her. Why doesn't, will she come on and tell us about sleep paralysis? Maybe I think, and I actually, Ella has a friend that has it too. So she would be a good one because she's a teenager now. Yeah. But um, the other thing <laughs> that Debbie, her friend mentioned was um, the timing, like that, the whole thing that happened with my aunt and they did the little ritual in yes. the corner, that yeah. all happened. Apparently we didn't move right out. We didn't move out right away. <laughs> that your sister says. That my sister remembers that. Uh, okay. Tell, tell that story. There was, so we had this, we had some activity in our house and I believe, I don't know for sure, but I believed it was after my dad had moved out. Uh, of course, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember being scared in the house at all. I just remember being scared of that shower head 
That okay. was the one thing in the house that I still remember being really scared of that. And um, we had like our smaller, like like all of our appliances stopped working and then just different things were going on in the house. And I was so young, I probably didn't know most of it. But one thing that did happen on my side of the room was the light bulbs would just drop out of the sockets. Yeah, you and, said that. That's and then so my mom weird. would have to turn off the power and get like the the metal part whatever, to get the metal part out. But I believe it happened more than once where, and I don't believe it even broke when it hit the ground. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm now I'm all worried to even tell the story yeah. because yeah. I probably have it wrong. But from what I remember is it would just drop and then bounce. And then it happened more than once. And then my mom was light bulbs, like, light bulbs were way stronger back then. So they yeah. would have been thicker. So I guess I could see that. And I could also see maybe them being so old that they would just fall out but certainly now they like wouldn't the just fall from out. the metal thing like maybe back then yeah. I, I would tell you that would not happen now yeah you would have to crank it to get it out to, yeah. to pull it yeah it's not just gonna fall out like that the, yeah. the metal could come to the room and nowhere else in the house yeah so that yeah. had happened and then um so my mom mentions something i think at work or i probably have the story wrong too but yeah it mentions this activity going on in the house and somebody told her this is what you should do and just to see how strong this spirit is or whatever and yeah apparently you put a candle in the area that you think this thing is residing and you do some sort of you say something i don't remember what they Seance. say yeah, yeah some sort of like i don't know wording juju yeah, and then depending on how the candle reacts is how strong the spirit is or whatever. And so um, my mom would say that um, they did this thing. And then um, I think if black smoke comes up, it means one thing, you know, like not to worry, you're stronger than it. Or um, if the candle goes out, you know, you probably do some protection. I mean, should I get the hell out of there. <laughs> well what happened was the candle went out I guess black smoke and then the candle turned back on I probably had that what? wrong again. I don't know for sure but it was enough that I remember them being really really freaked out I even kind of remember were you there when they were doing this thing I don't think so I mean okay. I don't know I can't remember okay I do know that my mom told me this story where she felt like she saw a man in her window but it was in the second floor like she would tell these stories and um, of course I'd love to hear them and all, yeah. but you know, but I have I can't confirm it because so, she's, yeah. she's gone. She's gone. Yeah. 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 But you know, my, I grew up with like parents, like, especially my dad, I remember going, I kind of thought it was a church, but it may not be a church. <laughs> um, it sh and there's no way it could have been a church because um Gosh, I know exactly where it is. It was really close to Garden Home. And I think I went to preschool there. I might even have this wrong too. Now I'm too nervous. But um, he did the, he was in plays and stuff. And, but we went to see a medium at this place. And at the time, this guy was channeling some person and he was just going on and on and on with the story. And I'm like, who is this guy? Whatever. Now as an adult, I would have been like all over this, but I remember like falling asleep in what I thought was a pew. Probably wasn't. Why would the medium at this church? What kind of church was this? If this is the case, but yeah, um, you know, I grew up with those kind of things. So no wonder we might have some crazy spirits around us. Like if they were, you know, probably dancing naked in a rain dance in the backyard, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, whatever.
It's well, funny. you know what though? It's possible that your sister doesn't remember things completely correctly either. Right. I think that's probably the case. And both of us might have false memories or maybe we both have a little bit of truth of both. Like, so I have always prided myself on thinking that I had a very good memory. Um, and as throughout childhood and all that, I have realized that I do not remember things that happened at high school at all. But I also sometimes question with my husband, he'll say, no, no, we were here when this happened or this, this happened here. And I will literally go, no, I am like 99% sure that this happened here. And sometimes he's right. And sometimes I'm right, but I would have paid you money to tell you that I was right. So I do think there's something about like cross memories. Like, will you remember one thing and you think it's this thing? And I don't know that has happened to me more and more now. So I, I don't, I do not say I'm hundred percent sure anymore because I feel like my memory has really let me down lately. Yeah. But it's possible too, because some of these things we can't verify who's right and who's wrong, like between yeah. Eric and I. So sometimes I well, think, well, honestly, does it really matter if we really felt like it was the truth? Like, yeah, you know, and I'm the first one now that will say like, yeah, this, I was probably wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. I probably have it, well, but this is how I remember it. And, you know, insight, give me some insight because I don't. Also because you're six, you know, you were, you were a lot younger. Yeah. And um, it probably like sheltered me from a lot of the scarier things or, yeah. or, maybe not. Like I remember being, um, watching a lot of really scary movies cause I had an older sibling and, and now I love scary movies, but it, I have to find a really good scary movie for, yeah. and I don't mean blood and guts. I mean like suspense. Suspenseful. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you and I have talked about this before on the podcast, but I remember when I was touched by the man that I was babysitting his kids that night while I was laying there. And I don't know what age I was. You couldn't, I, I could not tell you. I know I was in the 14, 15 kind of range, but okay, wait a minute. I don't remember this. Tell me again. I think, I think we've talked about it. Um, so I was babysitting and I had babysat for this. So it's my brother's friend and my brother's four years younger than me. So they probably would, he probably would have been 10. The boy would have probably been 10, but he had a younger sister. So she probably was like seven, maybe. Um, so she was young. I, I do remember she was like in first or second grade and I had babysat them quite a bit. I mean, not like consistently, but you know, off and on. And they were separated. The husband and wife were separated. The husband had moved out. The mom um, had called me, wanted to know if I could babysit while she went out with her ex-husband. And so I said, yeah. And she goes, well, we're going to be late. So do you mind spending the night? And I was like, no, no problem. Um, and all I remember is I was sleeping and I had heard them come in. So I kind of woke up and, you know, I heard a little bit of rustling around or whatever. And they go back to the bedroom and I hear the shower come on and I'm laying there trying to go back to sleep. And I hear footsteps coming towards me and I kind of just peeked my eyes open and I see him with just underpants on coming like towards me on the sofa. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is going on? Why is he here? He sits down on the sofa and starts rubbing my shoulders and massaging my shoulders. And at this point, I'm pretending like I'm asleep because I'm petrified. I honestly, Leslie, I had no clue what he was doing. I had no clue why he was doing it. And it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I understood 
what was going on. Um, and I didn't tell a single soul. I got up in the morning. I stayed there because my house was only like three blocks away. Um, I didn't say anything to him. I should have like said, what the hell are you doing? Right. Um, but this was the teenage me and I stayed the rest of the night, got up. And I remember I was petrified. I, I was like, so scared. So freaked out, went home, did not tell my parents, did not tell my mother till I was 21, probably. And the reason I told her was because it came out that he had been abusing his youngest daughter. And now I know that he did that to get excited so that he could go back and have sex with his wife. And which is so crazy because like the adult version of me would be like, what the F are you doing? Yes. been so loud that his wife would have known like, and I would have got up, made a whole scene at that point. Like it's like, um, being just in that shock where you, you can't even do anything, but like now it's like, Ugh, that is so terrible. Yeah. And you know, there's been a part of me that the adult me, like probably from like, I don't know, my twenties and thirties, I felt bad that she had been molested and maybe I could have done something, you know, but then like 45 hit and I was like, you know what, what's the, what's the, you know, who can I call about this? Who can I tell about this? I looked him up. I know he's living in Washington. He's got a new wife. Um, and his son, strangely enough, his son ended up going to jail and spending a lot of time in prison. I'm not exactly sure for what, but he was my brother's age. And so I know those kids were messed up and I don't know, maybe he was doing something to his son too. I have, that's total speculation, but if he was willing to do that to a babysitter that he had no relationship with that easily could have freaked out and said something, I mean, he really took a risk. I feel yeah. like um what did like did he not what would have happened if you would have woken up like I mean you he were, probably would have gone like oh I was just you know I was not doing anything warm, like yeah yeah see if you're okay you need a massage you know whatever I mean I have no idea what he would have done and I think at that time I didn't understand sex and sexual proclivity and and that nuances I didn't understand that so I well, wasn't your responsibility it wasn't your no. responsibility at that age you didn't even know what you were dealing with but no that's really gross yeah right right yeah yeah so I've had to kind of put aside feelings of guilt for the little girl because I pro- I could have done something but honestly I didn't know yeah you know that's sad. so yeah isn't that sad um, I have some news for you. Oh, what? Well, oh God, no, I'm not going to remember his name. <gasps> oh no. So Jeanette, remember she came on with that guy? What was his name? No. Did he die? What was his name? I don't remember. He died. I want to call him Leslie from um, Will and Grace. He sounded like Leslie from Will and Grace. Do you know oh, Leslie? He told me his name. Like, why can't I think of his name? His name was, oh gosh, now you have to look it up. Uh, He'd been slashed in the throat and she told yes. him that he was going to get slashed in the throat, but right, he'd be so okay. He came in as like to verify the story yeah. way before he died of a massive heart attack two days <sighs> ago. <sighs> okay. Keith. 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 Yes. Keith. I was going to look back in my records. So okay. he died of a heart attack two days ago. I know why he, he died. Getting his neck yeah. slashed. But I know why he died. 
Why? What he's going to say he died. He was a bit of a, a QAnon conspiracy guy. He died because of this whole like Trump conspiracy thing. It's probably what pushed him over. Him? No, no. I mean, the stress killed him because he no. said, remember the day that he got slit in the throat? He actually said, I was laying down trying to take a nap, but I was, I'd been so spun up watching the news um, when Trump won and people were, you know, saying all these horrible things and blah, 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 blah. And he was so distraught. And um, he, he also in that, and I think we cut it out of that. He talked about Pizzagate and he told us to look it up. Like he believed it. He was all in. Um, he believed in Pizzagate and I was like, do not put post that. That is wackadoo stuff. Like, yeah. Um, but that's sad. Yeah. She, well, she texted me late last night. I was already asleep. And then this morning I saw um, that she had texted and then I, she was at 1030 <laughs> and I was getting on with you. Knew you were getting on with me. If I could talk. And I was like, oh, can we do it in an hour? And then um, I ended up calling her and um, she told me and she's like, of course, she's got a billion things going at one time. Yeah. So she's um, going to try to reconnect again and maybe maybe mention being on the show again. And yeah, um, maybe we could find somebody who's got either a question or a missing yeah. item, see if she can help. Um, you never found yours, your calculator, did you? Nope. No. I, I mean, I just stopped looking for it. We yeah. just bought her a new one and moved on. As yeah. Jeanette said, it was not worth it. Although I have teased my son. And I will, um, if he off, if he asks me to help him move out of that house, I will be looking in his closet. <laughs> I have looked in this closet here at home, but I, there's, there's only like, I mean, I've looked through everything and there's nothing here. So yeah, yeah it's not in our house anymore. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Well, yeah. I know, well, there's a time when I was cleaning out Tristan's room and I found like a calculator. I'm like, was she <laughs> this confused? Like it wasn't Ella's like fancy one or anything, but I was like, it was in his closet and it was like in oh. a box. And I was like, Oh, you know? interesting. Was it with a yellow book? Like a dummy? That's the other thing. She mentioned the oh, yellow. Yeah, I don't have the dummy book. So like a dummy book. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah, that was definitely, it was math book for dummies in that. Yeah. Well, maybe at one time it was in there or something. I don't well, know. Well, it was. I think yeah. that that was true. I think it just wasn't anymore. Yeah. And um, yeah, oh, that's so, so sad. Well, I have um, a story for you that I know you know, but oh, this okay. was kind of sad. So I feel like we maybe should have done Muffin Man first because that was kind of funny, but um, okay. Remember January 13th when we had that big, huge rainstorm? Yeah. And you heard on the news that there was a landslide and a woman got washed away in a landslide. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell did the you, story. Yeah. Did you hear much about it and kind of follow it at all? I heard a little bit more afterwards and it was like so sad, but okay. um, I probably don't know have all the details. So go ahead and tell me the story. So strangely enough, I was devastated. So first of all, my girlfriend um, is commuting right now from Beaverton all the way to Hood River. And for those of you who don't live in the area, um, Hood River, the Dalles, that that's all kind of considered the gorge. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful, but it's about an hour and 15 minute drive from Beaverton to out there. So she's, she's making a commute and she moved out there to live with a boyfriend and, you know, she's really happy. She loves it, but it's, it's a major commute. 
So and it's along the Columbia River. Yeah, it's Columbia along the Columbia River, and it's gorgeous and um, very scenic. This is where Multnomah Falls is. There's so many hikes, but it's also where that big fire that we talked about this last year or this last summer actually. No, that was the different fire. It was a couple summers ago. Yeah, a couple summers ago, um, we had a big fire there. So it's kind of been devastated. Well, that kind of the devastation from the fires is what led to this big landslide too, because it kind of been cleared out. And a lot of those trees and the brush and everything kind of holds the mud and the rocks and everything in. Well, so on January 13th of this year, so a couple of weeks ago, we had a huge rainstorm and, um, we hear that a town um, along that area has had a huge landslide. They had, had evacuated 25 homes on the hillside. And we hear then that a woman has been washed away in the landslide. Well, so I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, okay, well, how'd she get washed away? Was she actually on the highway? Because you don't really think about the offshoots off the road and and the story goes, she's a 50 year old woman. Her name was Jennifer Moore and she was driving along um, Frontage Road and near Ainsworth State Park exit off of I-84. So I didn't quite have those details at the beginning, but I also had different details as you will hear. What actually happened was she was driving behind her husband who was in his truck in front of her. I had heard she was like in a caravan of friends. That's not true. It was midnight. She was driving behind her husband in her car, her SUV. He was in front of her in the truck. They were talking on the phone. She was a nurse in Portland at Legacy Emanuel or Legacy. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Legacy Good Sam. Sorry, for 17 years. Um, and all of a sudden he heard screaming and crashing. And he couldn't say, see where she went at this time. But what had happened was all the hillside had come down. And because she wasn't on the highway, this is what I didn't understand. So here's 84, here's the hillside. There was a little road right here. And then here's the river. And so, so the green tracks must be over there somewhere. Yes. Oh, I know exactly, I think, where you're talking about. If you well, go over there, it's full of like mud. Well, they've now kind of dug some things out, but literally this mud came down filled and that came, filled that gap to the road, 15 feet high of mud and huge rocks, small rocks, all sorts of things. So I was really concerned about this. This like hit me. She lived in Warrendale, her and her husband lived in Warrendale, but I was kind of freaked out about this. I was like, wait, how do people get washed off of the highway? I thought she was on 84. Well, no, then I realized- Because I was wondering, they said she was covered and I was like, yeah, would she still be alive in her car? And my neighbor was like, unless it got crushed, I mean, mud's heavy. And I was like, so how did they find her? So this is what freaked yeah. me out, Leslie, is yeah. I was like- telling my husband later in the evening, I'm like, okay, I'm really bothered by this. Like, so is she sitting in her car right now full of mud, like mud all around her going, how do I get out? Like, is or that is she like happening? in her car and there's just mud around the outside yes. of the car and she's okay. Yes. Inside? Like that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, what, what happened? Like, yeah. Has this been a slow did the windows break and mud come yes. in? Like, how did that work? Like, exactly. Yeah. And my husband said, well, with the impact this made me sleep at night, but I still, now that I hear she screamed, it doesn't make me feel very good. But anyways, 
he says, look, with the impact of that much wood boulders, tree debris coming down, it would have more than likely knocked out all the windows and she would have been dead almost instantly. Well, I do think that was the case. They did say when they recovered the car, they've never seen so much mud and debris. Um, and it was inside of the car. Um, but the husband heard her scream, which I am sure he is devastated. Um, and this is kind of interesting. So first of all, they started like the next day trying to, it was a recover. No, what's it called? A safe, like they wanted to save her, hoping she was still alive. They used poles and they, they were walking, but they had a giant raft around them so that they wouldn't sink in or if there were holes in the mud so that, you know, it wasn't like quicksand. And they were sticking these poles in the ground, trying to find hard things. Yeah. And metal. They do that for snow too. Okay. Well, eventually they had to bring a contractor in who had a ground penetrating radar, a GPR. And actually that helped them determine the actual car location. And, um, they actually, that is how they found her. And then it took them a couple of days to sort of dig her out. Um, but I was just devastated by this story. Like, I think it was, you know, that freak accident where you're driving along and all of a sudden something hits you and you're now covered. And I just thought of her dying inside this metal box and then it made me feel a little better. Maybe she didn't know what hit her. Like she just died instantly on impact. But then to hear she had no idea what was going on. No. How, how would you know? And then I think now I, my heart breaks for her husband because I'm like, oh my God, first of all, he was in front of her. So he may think, why didn't I let her go first? Why didn't I speed up? Why didn't I slow down? Like all these scenarios and hearing her last scream breaks my heart for him. Like, I just it reminds think, me of the stories of like 9-11 when people were leaving messages for their loved ones. Yes. As you know, the planes being overtaken, like those ones freaked me out. Okay. If I could give you any gift, cause I know you've not gone there is to go to the 9-11 museum. It is incredible. And they actually play those recordings in this little quiet room, you go in and they play those recordings and you can hear those people saying, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, I can't even say it. I, yeah. I'm starting to tear up. Um, but they, they play those live and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's what it horrible. reminds me of kind of like, yeah, that's just so, that's a really sad story. Yeah. And I, the nurse and I honestly, like, I always feel like when things like that happen, that was definitely your time to go. Like, yeah, it, that just doesn't happen. Like, no, she could have been at home and the roof would have fallen on her or something. Cause that's just, I mean, well, and, and one of the guys in the houses um, that I, I, he got out, so he was fine, but he did say that his dog started freaking out and he heard a rumbling and um, he went out his back door or whatever and could hear or see the rumbling down the hill. Um, but I just don't think in a car, you would have heard that coming. You're just going along your music. Yeah. And you're jamming. You're right. talking to your talking husband. To your husband. Yeah. yeah. You're not paying attention to that. When so. Michael would run the gorge out there, that we there were those side roads. Yeah, that we ran along there, so I'm pretty sure it's probably one of those. But yeah, 
100%. Really sad. That has had some troubles. I know. And we went to Quincy, Washington this past weekend. And so we drove by it twice. And what, what I didn't appreciate at the time from the helicopter views that you would see is um, just how, how low the, the road had been. And here was the I-84 and it was just straight even. And you could tell that it actually been on 84. So yeah. it had just whoosh kind of up on the lip. And it was pretty, pretty high. I can now appreciate 15 feet. You know, you think about your room and, you know, eight foot room. Now imagine doubling that. Yeah. It had have gone over the train tracks then because. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Had, I mean, they had to clean that out. The trains couldn't have gone through there either. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a sad story. I know. Isn't that sad? So that's my sad story for today. I, I did want to say, you said it's been a very popular episode, but I wanted, wanted to let everybody know <laughs> that Leslie and I, the two newbies, middle-aged newbies who are trying to figure out sound, um, uh, the podcast that we did with my son, Jacob, the sound I know was horrible. So I've gotten new equipment and we are trying to get our ducks in the row and, and be more, a little, a little more professional. I don't know. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. We're not professional. <laughs> if anyone knows us, they know we're not professional. We're, you know, just winging it. We are. Uh, we're just having something to do in between our life. Yeah. And uh, so the Leukemia Lymphoma Society fundraiser, I yeah, reached my goal. Doing? Oh, yeah, good. I had a huge donation. Hey, now, is it your goal or was it Emma's okay, goal? Okay, so no. We personally each had our own goals. Okay. Uh, all the team members have their own goals, which then would go to the same bottom line of the team goal, which okay. is forty-six thousand dollars. Oh I wow! Think we're close to around um, almost eleven thousand so far, and we have about I think five more weeks to go. And so now I'm just going to help all the other team members with theirs. I did up my goal um, only because I've sent out like a thousand letters. So I'm hoping some of those will start coming back, but um, I'll start helping the rest of the team, which then helps us as a a team, a whole team. um, And and you said that they're not doing, they're not able to do light the night this year. I have no idea about that. We are only doing um, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society auction and it will be a virtual auction and um so whatever items that we procure for that i think our team has to have so many items that we're donating and then um whatever those go for will actually also go to our our fundraising efforts and um the team that raises the most money then will be awarded the student of the year recognition and so um coming up i do have a two-bedroom condo in near Depot Bay, and Ooh. I'm trying to call at different companies um, in Depot Bay area for gift certificates to kind of make it a package. Because it's for spring break of this year, I won't have enough time in order to put it in their auction. Okay. Um, because it would only give that person like a week to if they really want to go then or not. But I think I might do our own auction um, through like social media. Okay. Um, so uh, we may be auctioning off that later um, a weekend. So if people want to donate to the LLS, how do they do that? It is through our website. If you go to the page and it's either like um, 
the Salon Sleuths page? Yeah, go to salonsleuths.com. And if you go to the menu, it says like special guests. I think I put a link on both of those pages and you can donate to there. A hundred percent of that goes to Leukemia Lymphoma Society for cancer, blood cancer research and family support. The other thing I want to mention is when my nephew Casey died of JMML leukemia, that was, it's a very, very rare form of blood cancer. Um, But back then, when I researched it back then, what I found was I didn't, I could not find one survivor of that type. When I looked it up Uh recently, 50% (gasps) live. So had that happened now, his chances would have been a lot better, but I mean, I, I really want to, I really want to hope to think that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society had something to do with that yeah. because they are one of the leaders in fund and raising money for cancer research and blood cancer research. So, um, I, we're really proud to be able to work with them and, and especially for my sister, that's a, I mean, I, I was doing my own thing. I had my own son and, um, so I do you feel guilt there more that, for her? I really so you feel been. guilt? About I feel that. a little bit of guilt. I, I feel terrible that a family member lost a child, like, yeah. and my own sister yeah. and how devastating that was for her. And, and, and like, even to this day, like this, he would be turning 23 Yeah. and, and knowing all the things that he didn't do. Yeah. Right. You never, but, you but never I, had I, a best I, friend that you fought with and then, you know, hung out again with her, learned to skateboard or you never got to fight with your sisters and then hug them every Christmas. And, you know, all of those things, like you never got to, I would say you never, he never had a chance to make bad choices. Yeah. He never had a chance to fall in love. But but you realize that you can't, you wouldn't have changed that. You might've been there for your sister, right? Right. No, you couldn't have changed that. And and honestly, your, your guilt is good that it's being put towards a good use, which is raising money. Helping other families. Yeah. they don't have to go through what my sister had to go. But I don't want you to live in guilt about that. No, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I feel terrible. And I think I've mentioned that to her that I should have been there more. And, um, and what does she say? I think she, I think she understands my sister. She's, she's so kind and nice, but I don't know if that's always how she really feels. (laughs) Yeah. Like like if she's really like, you're damn right. You should have been there, but you were young and I don't, Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Until you know it. And now you've raised four kids and you would have been devastated as your well, sister was. And she was super private. So yeah. even if I was around, I don't know if I would have if if I was even allowed to go in and and take over, which is kind of my personality yeah. of certain things. And I know that her boyfriend definitely wasn't I we neither was fans of each other. So yeah. And I was gonna say I I've heard enough to know that you might've been able to support your sister, but I'm not sure you would have been able to really play a part that you think you would have wanted to. Yeah, It might well, have not been welcome. Yeah. And I think it all went the way it's supposed to. Yeah. 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 But, and, but I can and you're doing good with it now. now. Yeah. You, you could, yeah. you can turn it into a good thing now and yeah. say, okay, what I didn't do for yeah. him and my sister at the time, I'm going to do now for other families yeah. and put that really good to, to give use. Yes. But I don't want you to beat yourself up about what you didn't do back then. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I, I do think that you're awesome about that. You and um, our friend, Laura J 
Lojo, you guys do so <laughs> much for the community and raising money and giving of your services that it, it does make me go, why don't I make more time for that? Like, you know, I don't know. Well, he's the reason that I made Braille jewelry. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right. Cause oh she, yeah. I got into that for a while. Like, yeah. I mean, who knew I, and the funny thing is when you make Braille jewelry, the way I was doing it, I had to reverse it because I was making yes. it from the back. So I was learning it all backwards. Yeah. You know, I had my own charts and stuff. Yeah. So it's not like I could even look at something and know what that said. I would have to like, look at it, flip it around and then be able yeah. to, because I was starting to recognize the letters, but backwards. Are you still doing jewelry at all? Um, I am currently making wood signs. Yes, I saw that. Those yeah, are so, so cool. that's what I'm kind of doing right now. I did make um a keychain for uh one of my clients' friends. Um, she her daughter wanted something and she made a nice big donation. And so originally we came up with the price that she was going to pay. And then when she gave me this big donation, I was like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. And I made it out of aluminum. Normally I, I work with sterling silver, right? but um, I made it out of aluminum. So it didn't cost me much to buy it. I just had yeah. to make it. And um, I think my hands are still stained from polishing it up and making it, I made it look like sterling silver, even though it's a, a you know, aluminum. Yeah. So I'm currently making some signs for donations as well. You can go to my yeah. personal uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and look at them and see if that's something. And um, because there is a contest coming up where they're wanting donations from all 50 states. And oh. I was like, okay, this might be the only way I can do this is by selling things. Because when they put their zip, when they buy it on, or when they make the donation online, yeah. it goes by their zip code to know or, yeah, their zip code to know where they're from because okay. whatever team can get a donation from all 50 states wins like a gift card or something. Oh, so they wow. have nice little incentives for us. So I was like, how am I going to do this? Like the people that already donated aren't going to donate again, but I can make them something yeah. or they can buy gifts. And so each person then would just contribute straight to the donation and then they can contact me and I will make them this um, okay. But you said that's on your personal account. People aren't friends with you. So can you put well, that I think on? I, did, on this? I will, I will, I'll make a new one with all the, I have like nine behind me that, that came through. Okay. I'll take pictures of those and I'll put it on our salon sluice. If they want to sign, um, go ahead and make a dip. So I'm asking for so what's a minimum $20 donation. If I have to ship it to you, can't pick it up local add $4 because I have to ship it. Um, four dollars. How do you ship for four bucks? If it's big, I thought those signs were big. Yeah, but I put it in a bag. So I found this out on TikTok too. If you have a box, you're shipping a box, but you put it in a bag, it costs less. What? So it actually only cost me $2.80 or $2.20, depending on where you live. If it's East Coast, it's $2.80. If it's local, like on this side, it is $2.20, but I also had to buy the bag. And then the I, I just got cardboard to kind of squish yeah. it in between. And I put it in the bag and I shipped it that way. Wow. How big is it? Um, they're about 10 inches. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it's a 10 inch bag. No. Well, hold on. Oh, there you go. Cute. And they're just wood. 
That's the oh, so they are light. Okay. So A for Arthur, and then his name. Um, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Cute. I also can do a single letter. Like I had a, a client, or a, actually a high school friend, um, wanted just a single letter. So I was able to do a big S for her. Oh, and um, so I'm making them either dark or light. And cool. so just to keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's, that's awesome. what we're doing. Okay. okay you good for donate, you. But if you want something for it, you have to message me afterwards. So I know where, where to ship it and what you want. Right. Boy, you need an Etsy account again. Don't you have an Etsy account? I do, but the, you know, they take money from that. I might as well just oh. do it direct. And I, I want the money to go straight to LLS, not yeah. to me and then to them. Um, they also then get a tax donation, but then it looks like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be like financially responsible for that kind of stuff. I don't want there yeah. to be any question of question. Like, if you give you me money, would I, yeah. would I give it to them. Like yeah. I just want it to go straight to them That's perfect. and then I'll work out the rest. Okay. So here's my deal. Yeah. You know, I just started this online, you know, diet program and that muffin behind you is yeah. not helping. Muffins are so I good. want an effing muffin so bad after watching you for what? How long have we been on here? Like an hour? I want a muffin more than you know right now. I was you just like, it. as you were talking, I was like imagining this little spot by your head. Like, oh, that, I love muffin tops too. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. Okay, you remember um, Randy that used to work in the salon? Randy, yes. Randy. So um, Randy- Makes muffins. Um, what did she say? Oh, she was talking about her muffin top. And I was like, girl, you don't have a muffin top. I'm like, you're like a brand muffin. <laughs> so in my phone, she is listed as brand muffin. No. Because she's oh like God. a healthy, like, like she thinks that she has a muffin top, but it's all like healthy muffin. Yeah. I yeah. was like, whatever. Your muffin is adorable. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when she went on that big, like exercise kick or whatever. I'm like, girl, you look we all did. There was yeah. like a couple of years that we are yeah. all like, we all looked good. Not me. I didn't do that. I didn't go on that thing, that crazy program, but um, yeah, you guys did. You guys looked amazing. So yeah, I just want to be consistent. Like I just yeah. want a consistently healthy athletic body. I know that I am a strong, you know, healthy woman. I just, I don't need 10 pounds on top of that strong, healthy woman. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's just my deal. And I, I don't promote diets. I don't believe in diets. I just believe in making healthy choices, which this online group is very much in support of that. And very much the psychology, like today, it was really dissected. What is, this? Okay, why what do you is eat? the app? What are you doing? Well, I don't feel like I can say it because I don't get paid to say it, but the Noom. Yeah. I was going to ask you if that's what it was. Yeah. Is it yeah. Cool? It, well, I it's funny because it's a little it's a little tongue in cheek and they have fun with it and it's it's a little bit more di dissecting the 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 psychology as to why you eat. Like I know why I eat. I get bored or I get stressed. I mean, all the reasons you could eat is why I eat, um, and why we do that. Why do we decide not to work out when all day we've been saying, okay, we're going to work out. What's the reason I don't work out? Uh, I feel like I should treat myself. I you know I mean all those reasons. So. I, I think it's good to keep instilling, Hey, I don't really want to work out right now, but I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Or I don't feel like working out necessarily. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm just going to get some steps, you know, and doing something, doing as much as you can, knowing that we're under a lot of stress as much as you can to, to make those healthy choices. 
Well, and just remembering that once you go for that walk, you actually feel better. Yes. I, and I always do. do it, but you always feel better afterwards. And I mean, I'm so guilty of that. And I, I feel like yeah. I don't eat because of stress or that, but that when I do eat, it's usually really not healthy stuff. Yeah. And I used to, I was the opposite for a while, but I just, I tend to always go to sugar. I am like, um, like, and I had an acupuncturist tell me this once, like my body does, I always say, well, I don't drink, but your body doesn't know any different with the sugar. Mm-mm. So my, you know, and so I'm not, I'm the not sugar, drinking like the sugar thing. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I don't ever eat something with refined sugar in it, but I will tell you the thing that I learned that has curbed my strong desire for sugar is I heard that sugar feeds cancer. Mm. Cancer loves sugar. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to put any of that in my body then. Yeah. So that has really kind of opened my eyes still. I mean, I still gained weight, but, um, it, they talked about the first day that I was on the app, um, being high density calories. Am I saying that right? High density food or high density calories? I don't remember. So if you think about it, you know, your apple, your, your, um, vegetables, all of those things are high, your, even your rice or your, um, whole wheat toast. Those are all high density when you get the cake and the donut and all that, those are not high density. So it's, it's, it's the things, you know, but put into a different way and then dissecting the psychological part of it, the aspects that you, what makes me, what triggers me, you know? Yeah. And I've said all along, like I'll grab for chocolate and I'm like, trigger. Like, I know I am being triggered. Yeah. Um, I'll have an argument with somebody in my family and I will reach for candy or I'll reach for chocolate. I mean, um, which is, the exact opposite of what I should be doing. I should yeah. like get stressed and go for a walk or get stressed and go hop on the Peloton bike and, you know, just not reach for chocolate. Yeah. But so I'm just trying to, you know, get back in neutral, get off the pandemic wall. I want you to post that, that, uh, Instagram gal. Cause I thought that was a great way of putting it. Like we are all backed against the wall. We are sick and tired of this. And is she saying it? Yeah. Yeah. She just, she just does a little rant. Hold on. Let's just, okay. Okay. I just got to find it. I sent it to you in via text. So it should be the last text that I just sent you. All right. Everybody take a listen. Hello, this is Lovey, writer, speaker, professional troublemaker. I am reporting from a pandemic wall. What is a pandemic wall? It is where you find yourself after 10 months a global pandemic that requires you to stay in your house, not see your friends, only talk to the one person you live with at the quarantine pod you have, and try not to lose your mind in the middle of it. I am firmly pressed against the pandemic wall. So I, I ain't got it, y'all. I hate anybody. I hate everything. I just, my last nerves left a month ago. Um, not to be backordered anytime soon. Y'all, this pandemic is kicking our asses. Like, we don't really understand how much trauma we're going through right now. I got more gray hairs than anything. Like, our parents ain't aged this fast. Look at this. What? (laughs) Bruh. Like, the world shut down. All of our favorite things got 
pulled away at the same time. All of our coping mechanisms got pulled away. All the things that we depend on to help stand us tall got pulled away. I'm over here trying to be a good wife, a good sister, a good daughter, a good friend, a good CEO. And I'm probably failing at all of it because I just don't have my regular coping skills. I don't have my regular patience. I don't have my regular way of dealing with people. My nerves are bad. My my, my nerves are short. Uh, I'm irritable. It's just, it's a lot. And then two weeks ago, I lost my therapist. The one person who was like the safe space of when I was even at my worst, I could be like, yo, let me show you all of it and they'll get me back together. It's a struggle. Many of us are out here making it look like we are, we got our shit together. We don't. I don't. Lord, I'm lighter than I ever been. I'm not supposed to be this light. I'm chocolate. I'm a chocolate girl. What is this? Why am I this light? Ain't no someone. I just, I don't have it together. I just, so I'm just here to be like, if you are having a rough day, if you have hit the pandemic wall, you are not by yourself. I got a whole book coming out in five weeks, and I'm already feeling burned out. Houseway. Pow. Chow. This pandemic is kicking our asses. Kicking my ass. I know that much. Shit. Fuck. Then we got to come up with dinner every day and shit, like figure out what to eat. I'm tired of food. I'm tired of food. I miss my friends. I miss being able to go on vacation whenever I feel like it. I miss being able to go to somebody's restaurant and somebody else decide what I eat or somebody else cook it and I don't got to be the one. Man. Yeah, this video ain't got no point. I'm just venting because I'm I'm pressed firmly on the pandemic wall. <laughs> so that's it. I ain't watching. Listen to this next part. The, the Zooms. <laughs> oh, Father God, the Zooms. The Zooms. And they're all necessary, but Lord, let me tell you something. Being on Zoom for nine hours a day is whooping my ass. That is a marathon. I just, the Zooms, girl. Listen, I just, bless it. <laughs> We're going to be all right. We might not be all right right now, but we going to be all right. Keep saying that. <laughs> well, you know, Another thing I saw on TikTok, um, they were saying that the movie, the movie I Am Legend, yeah, was um, supposedly, according to this talk, TikTok, it was for 2021, oh. and because a, of a failed vaccine, so this lady claims that she was curing cancer, and she had I don't remember how many people, a thousand people did this vaccine, and it cured them. But then it actually had the reaction of a what what um, rabies give you, and oh. they became like these zombies oh. who were like attacking people and eating, and that wiped out the world. And um, but when I I actually rented the movie then because I was like, oh my god, is that true? Yeah. Apparently, you can't believe everything you see on TikTok. <laughs> um, because the About movie came out in two thousand seven. It was for two thousand twelve that oh. the thing happened i was like well maybe the person was dyslexic and they yeah. thought it was 21 not 12 in any case it is kind of scary being <laughs> that people are getting vaccines right now yeah. and is it going to have an adverse thing later 
I want to. I I don't think so. That no. Yeah, I don't think so. I I know there's a lot of conspiracies out there, but um, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah. And that's based on science. I mean, these people have been doing this for years and years, and yeah, you know, there's always the one-off, right? Um, but the the um, repercussions of having COVID, I'm more worried about in the society. And, and, you know, we talk about the long haulers and how long it takes them to get better. And people have had it, you know, had it maybe 10 months ago and they're still having repercussions in their body from it. So I think that's probably more likely far worse than getting the vaccination. I would get in line right now if they would let me. So um, yeah, I would definitely take one. I know there's a lot of controversy over that. I have to tell you, have you and I discussed Zoom sweats? No. Okay. So I will not say who, but I've heard this from several people that are close to me that anytime they have to be on video like you and I are right now, they like break out into sweat and they call it the Zoom sweats. Apparently it's like a whole thing. And there's tons of people online through this pandemic who didn't realize they had Zoom sweats, but every time they have to be on video, they get these Zoom sweats. It kind of sounds more like an anxiety attack. It is. Oh, it absolutely is. So there's something that just happened. We bought one of those um, massager things that gun. Yes, that's I have it. one. I love it. So I told Ella that I saw on TikTok this way to cure anxiety because some of it's here, right? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. I said, I saw that you take this gun and you do it in your armpit. And she goes, it actually feels kind of good. And I'm like, well, let me try the other side. Do you think it's working? And so I did it on Michael last night too. So I don't know, neither one of them are probably going to listen to this, but um, you know, if I can cure part of it here, yes, maybe. So all of you did, you did the tapping thing with me, right? You did the tapping thing with, yeah. Yeah. Hey, if I tap, I instantly feel better. I instantly take a deep breath. There is something to this tapping thing. And I think that can't be different than that's the same thing as probably it feels good in her armpit and she can just take a deep breath. And if nothing else, she's taking a five minute break out of her day to consciously. But if I can make her think that that's working. Yes. And consciously relax. Yeah. So I, I have found the tapping thing. I will do it sometimes in the car when I get stressed out and I'm like, Oh my God. I instantly take a little deep breath. I instantly yawn, which is really good to relax you. So I I'm fully for, and I'm fully for the lying. (laughs) So people go to Trina Lee.com. She's Trina Lee help you through. I mean, I did in a session with her and I just like broke out in tears and I'm like, yeah, first of all, I didn't, I knew I have issues, but nothing like that. (laughs) Like what and and what we were talking about. And you're not a crier. Did you? I was just like, yeah, for sure. I had like my moment and I'm like, okay, I'm better now. Like, okay. I was like, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we need to remind people, please follow, share, like, spread the word, um, follow us on Patreon, support us, give us ideas, interact. We love you. Thank yes. you for coming. Bye everyone. We'll Bye. see you next week. Do we yes. have topics for next week? I don't know. I don't either. We'll have to think of something. We'll think of Maybe something. somebody should do a shout out. Okay, shout out. All right, cool. All right, bye, Les. Bye.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.